if you will, in reverence to the reading of God's holy word. God is so good. God is wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Amen. It ain't that bad being from Georgia. I'm married to one from Georgia. Amen. I got to thinking about that, and I said, I better say something good, because I'm going to have to go home tonight. Amen. <laughs> Amen. All right. Acts chapter, what I say? Three. Three? That's a good place to start. Amen. <laughs> Acts chapter 3, and uh, we're going to be reading in verse number 1. It's great to have our missionary with us, and also Brother Tony. I thank Brother Tony. We're Brother Tony right here on the front, and uh, he took care of the services Wednesday. Had somebody saved Wednesday yeah, night. Amen. Man, give God praise amen. right there. I was so excited to hear that. Amen. They said, well, when you get Jonah out of the ship, things will happen. Amen. I, I wasn't here, so I guess I was holding things back. Amen. What a blessing that is. This is our missions month. But today, God put on something on my heart that I really want to really focus on and talk about. A lot of times, as Christians, we think we have uh, kind of like independent contractors, uh, missionaries that we go to pay to do our job. We have this idea, well, we'll give a little money and, and let them go do that, and that'll ease our conscience, and, uh, and then we won't have to do anything because we feel better about it because we paid and helped somebody else do that, and... And we have to understand that God has called all of us to be missionaries. We are all to be mission-minded. We are all to have the heart of missions. The heart of missions is the heart of God. Say amen. Let's read in Acts chapter number 3 and verse number 1. When you get there, say amen. amen. Now, Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer. I, there, you know, that's a good thing to have as a buddy that wants to go to church with you. Being the, and, and by the way, young people, if, you, if your buddy don't want to go to church with you, he's not the buddy you need to have. Amen. He says they went up into the, in, in, into the temple in the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour, and a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. In other words, he was going to be a beggar. They carried him there to beg for money. He was crippled. Uh, they didn't have Social Security. They didn't have welfare back then. If you were crippled, about all you could do or blind was beg for somebody's help and, 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 and somebody else to do something for you. Who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked in alms, and Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none. Silver and gold have I none. I can imagine this young man. I can imagine as he's sitting there and he's holding his hand out wanting something. And, and Peter said, Hey, bub, we ain't got no money. Can you imagine what he thought? I hear that all the time. I hear that all the time. Nobody has anything. And, and can you imagine how he has got an expectation in his heart and, and maybe these guys will help me with something and, and now he says, we don't have any money. Can you imagine where his heart went at the time? But that's not the end of the story. He says, but what I do have, some of us need to realize that what we're wanting is not what we need. But we need what somebody else has. He says, but such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. He, he just got a, a Holy Ghost fit right there, amen. 
if you were crippled and God touched you and you jumped up on your feet, you'd get happy too. Amen. You need to be careful of being too critical of folks that are kind of emotional about their situation because if God done something that good for me, I can't help it. I'm going to get emotional about it. We can get emotional about somebody throwing a football. We can get emotional about somebody going around in a car, around a track. We can get emotional about all kinds of things. But when God touches somebody, when God drags somebody out of a place that seems where it's impossible and they get excited, we ought to just get excited with them. The Bible said he was leaping and praising God, having a big time. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and they knew it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's greatly wondering. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? The God of Abraham, of Isaac and Jacob, the God of our fathers hath glorified his... Say amen right there. He hath glorified his son Jesus, whom ye delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But ye denied the whole... Boy, he's a hellfire brimstone preacher. But ye denied the Holy One and the just and desired a murder to be granted unto you and killed the Prince of Life, whom God hath raised from the dead. You put him down, but God brought him up. Amen. Yet the worst that man had to offer, God showed his best. Amen. Wherefore we are witnesses, and his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong. Now skip to verse number 19. Repent, say that with me, Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, I need that time of refreshing right now. I need you to fill my lungs with Holy Ghost, I mean saturated air. God, I need some wind today. I feel a little winded and I need you to help me and touch me. Give me power to preach your word like I've never preached before. Help me to preach like a dying man to a dying world because we all, Lord, we all are going somewhere someday. God, help us today to hear your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Isn't the Lord good today? I tell you what, I can't help. I can't help. I'm trying my best to stay uh, 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 as calm as I can be and, and be as, as missionary as I can be and, and be focused as I can be. But I can't help but see the grace of God in this situation. I can't help but see the goodness of God in this situation. Anywhere in the Bible you look, you've got to be looking for God's touch and God's anointing. God has been good to me because one day I was that lame man laying down by the gate. I was that one that was begging for somebody to give me something that I needed. Somebody to give me something that was real. Somebody to give me something that I couldn't get nowhere else. And Jesus passed by my way. Somebody say amen. Listen, mission-minded, mission-minded. Uh, we don't want to have the attitude around this place. Uh, a preacher told me one day, if you will think internationally, you will never have to leave where you are. Listen, we are not just here to reach Coleman. We are here to reach Alabama. We are here to reach the United States. We're here to reach Mexico and Canada. We are here to reach the world. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Tell them what God has done for you. The Bible says in Mark chapter 5, verse number 18, And when he was come unto the ship, 
This is the demoniac. Y'all remember that dude running around naked in the graveyard? That new dude in the rude moods? Hey, man. Y'all remember him? Nobody could tame him. Nobody could control him. Nobody could fix him till Jesus came by. Hey, Jesus came by. He came and sat, listen, in his right mind, seated, clothed in his right mind. And Jesus touched him and changed him. Listen, when Jesus went to leave, when Jesus went to leave, the Bible said he was coming to the ship. He that had been possessed with the devil and prayed him that he might be with them. But watch what Jesus said. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go home to thy friends. Say that with me. Go home to thy friends. And tell them, tell them, tell them how great things that God hath done for thee and hath had compassion on thee. And watch what he did. And he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him, and all men did marvel. Preacher, what are you saying? He became a missionary. Well, he didn't go over the field. He became a missionary. You don't have to go across the ocean to be a missionary. Everybody is a missionary. Say that with me. Everybody is a missionary. Say it again. Now, mission-minded. Mission mindset. The mindset of a missionary. I want to share with you just a couple things that I've seen in this chapter, and then, and then we're going to... Uh, Brother O'Neill, you binding? Okay, let's get on with the chapter here. I've never seen him speechless, Miss Kathy. I, I, don't, I don't know what happened. Amen. Brother Tony, has he, has he been taking care of you and everything? All right. Listen, number one, number one, write this down. If you're taking notes, write this down. I want you to see the missionary and his field. The missionary... And his field. I was always intrigued. I was. I was always intrigued. Uh, I, I grew up in church my whole life. Y'all know that. And, uh, and, and, and missionaries would come, and I loved when they brought them slides. I mean, I loved when they brought them slides. And, and, and the best time was when the slides were so long they didn't have time to preach. That was my favorite thing. Say amen. Now, y'all can say what you want. I know y'all all super spiritual, and y'all just love it and all that. But at that time, when you was that little, uh, you know, they didn't say things that made sense to little people. Say amen right there. No, say amen. Now, some of y'all ain't making sense to big people. Amen. But, you know, I would always be intrigued, and I, I, I would see, and they'd bring them pictures from Africa and, 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 and from China and all these other places, and they would show pictures of the field that they were in and, and what the people were like and what the culture was like. And, and man, that just, that, that, I just sat there mesmerized by how they looked different, how they acted different, how they ate different. Say amen. I mean, everything was this way, and they had their field. The missionary had the field that they worked in. And, and, and one thing I want to show you here, uh, the missionary in his field, A, if you're writing notes, start writing this down, it is determined by opportunities that develop. You say, what does that mean? That means you don't have to have a bolt of lightning flash out of the sky and say, all right, God wants you in Zimbabwe. A missionary's field is not determined by that. Uh, we'll talk about that in, in just a little bit, but I want you to see this. Peter and John... Peter and John are, are doing their thing, their daily thing. They're, they're, do, they're doing what they do uh, when it comes to church time, right? They're, they're just going on about their, their, their life the way uh, their life is. And uh, here they go. They're going up into church. They're going to go uh, worship and, have, and go to church. And all of a sudden, there's a lame man that's right there in their path. Did y'all see that? Does everybody see that? We, we see what has happened. There has an opportunity has developed in their situation. 
Now, how many of you, how many of you have been to the grocery store or somewhere of that nature, and all of a sudden, God impressed upon your heart to invite somebody to church or to talk to uh, somebody about God, maybe, or in some other way, be a witness? I mean, just out of the blue, out of your day, maybe it was at the grocery store, maybe it was at the ball field, uh, maybe it was at the schoolhouse, maybe somewhere, something just happened, and you were able to say, hey, let me tell you what God, y'all know what I'm talking about? You know what you just became? A missionary. We don't have to go to Africa to win somebody. You can go to Addison and win somebody. Hello? We don't have to go to Caracas, if that's how you say it. I don't know if you say it or not, but I'm, I'm pretty close, amen? You can go right downtown Coleman on a Friday night, and there's teenagers hanging everywhere. Am I true about that, Brother Buchanan? It's amazing to me how God opens up opportunities. You say, how does God open up opportunities? Uh, easy. This is real easy. This, I mean, this is elementary stuff, y'all. This is very easy. Uh, when, when most of the time, when you go to a store, uh, I, was, I was in Indiana. I was in Indiana a couple days this week at, at the Autumn Oaks. It's, it's, it's classified, or it's, it's called the world's largest coon hunt. I mean, I was in hog heaven. There was piles everywhere. Say amen. I mean, there was thousands of dogs. I mean, uh, uh, hundreds of little puppies about that big. I mean, it was wonderful. It was exciting to me. Everywhere you went, you go get, and they had, oh, my goodness, Brother Bruce, how about that? Oh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this Miss Hilda right there. But uh, how about that chocolate on chocolate cake? Say amen right there. Wasn't that good? And them dumplings and everything. And I, I got in there, and uh, Brother Bruce was beside me, and, and we were standing there, and we got at the line, and the lady was there, and she was a little, little frustrated, you know, because there was, you know, 500 redneck coon hunters trying to get something to eat. And, they, you know, they're there rushing, and they're not real, they're not real mannerly and all that. And, and, and she looks, and, she ha- and then she looks at me, how you do it? I said, ma'am, I am doing so good. If I was doing any better, it'd be illegal. (laughs) She said, sir, I said, man, I'm doing wonderful. And right then I said, man, God has been good to me. All of a sudden she started smiling. You know, it's easy to bring up a conversation if we just start taking advantages of the opportunities that develop around. You don't have to go to them. God will bring them to you. The Bible says, how about my verse uh, with Jesus at the well? You got that on there? Uh, 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 Jesus at the well. Uh, uh, Don't worry about me. Do you have that on there? You don't don't have that on there? Boy, they get up on a high horse way up there. (laughs) Help me now. All right, John 4, verse 6. Listen to this. John 4, verse 6. Now, Jacob's well was there. This is when Jesus was, was on his trip. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, what did he do? Sat thus on the well. He got tired. He got weary with his journey. He sat there at the well. And when he sat at the well, it says it was about six hours. Now, watch this. He sat thus on the well, verse 7. Verse 7. What's the first uh, four words? He sat down, and here she came. Now, what was Jesus' agenda on this earth? To seek and to save that which was lost. Preacher, what are you getting at? If you have a mindset of a missionary, if you have a mindset that I want to be used of God, I want God to take my life and use me, I guarantee you, you don't have to go looking for them. God will bring them looking for you. How many of y'all remember? How many of y'all remember Miss Susan? How many of y'all remember Miss Susan? Praying that God would bring her a friend. Miss Susan Wisdom at the revival. Are y'all with me? 
we got a whole family in the church because somebody was willing to take an opportunity. Somebody was willing to take advantage of an opportunity that God brought to them. You don't have to go to Africa to be a missionary. We can be a missionary right here. The problem is we don't take advantages of the opportunities that's developing all around us. And I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to talk about that a little bit more in point number two and, and, and show you how, how that all works. All right, but B, A, what's A? Say it with me. Uh, uh, the missionary's field... Uh, the missionary's field is determined by what? Now, how many of y'all can see that happening around you sometimes? All right. Now, not only that, it's determined by obedience to a directive. What's that mean? Sometimes God will just say, hey, y'all go to New York. Hey, go to Mexico. Hey, go to the Ivory Coast. Hey, our brother that was just here uh, a week or so ago, uh, going to the Dutch people. God calls you to this. And I'll share a verse with you on that. The Bible says in verse number, uh, uh, Acts chapter 8, verse 26, with Philip. Philip's doing his thing. He's he's just serving God, seeing miracles happen, and, and, and God's blessing where he's at. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go. Toward the south, under the way that goeth down from Jerusalem, under Gaza, which is desert. Now, what did he do that for? Because God had an Ethiopian eunuch out there that needed Jesus. Sometimes God will specifically call you to go somewhere. Listen, I want God to call these young people. I want I want missionaries out of this place. I want God to specifically reach down and touch somebody and say, "Hey." Go here or go there. The need is great. Why? We have got to go into all the world. But ye shall receive power. After that ye have received the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witness to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Say amen. Sometimes the field is determined by just opportunities that develop around you. Sometimes the field is determined by, listen, just being obedient to God's directive. Acts chapter 16, verse 9, And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. Sometimes we just have to be obedient to the directive. Then, then number two. This is really what I want to focus on today. Number one. What was number one? Say it back to me. Everybody say it real loud. The missionary in his field. You're a missionary. I'm a missionary. Our brother going to New York. Our brother going to uh, 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 the Dutch people. Uh, those in Mexico. Brother Tony and and, and 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 Mexico and Central America and all these places. And 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 we have our fields, but we're all missionaries. Say that with me. We are all. We all have our field. I seen signs in churches, and my dad had it in his church. On, on, on the outside of that door, right there as, as you're going out of the church, it said, you are now entering the mission field. And that is so true. That is so true. Number one, the missionary in his field. Say it with me real loud. The missionary in his field. Number two, write this down. Don't you see the missionary in his focus? The missionary in his focus. The missionary in his focus. Man, I was reading this. I was reading this, and I started thinking about how Christ operated while he was on earth and, 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 and what had happened. 
Peter and, Peter and John are probably chatting, talking about what God had done that week, and they're going up to pray, and uh, they're going to, to worship God, and, and all of a sudden, they encounter something. All of a sudden, they encounter a problem. A problem. All right? The focus of a missionary. The focus of a mission mindset. The focus of somebody who has a desire to serve God is this. Their focus is on A, the problems of sinners. The problems. Man, I hate problems. Don't you hate problems? I don't like problems. I wish we lived in a problem-free society. <laughs> That's a joke. But their focus was on his problem. Now, I said that, and God, God is really impressing on me on this deal, and I, I really hope you pay attention to this. This ain't real deep, but it's real. Sometimes we have to meet the physical need of somebody before we can touch their spiritual. What's that mean? Sometimes we have to pay a light bill. Before we say Jesus loves you, this I know for the Bible tells you so. Sometimes we have to buy some groceries and bring some food and, and say, hey, we care. Sometimes we have to provide blankets and, and, and maybe uh, the, the, the power bill and maybe, maybe a, a rent payment, maybe, maybe something in some way to take care of a problem so they can see that Jesus loves them. Jesus fed them when they were hungry. Jesus healed them when they were sick. Jesus confronted problem after problem after problem. Sometimes we see real problematic people and we want to... Sometimes we look at people and say, I wonder what they can do for our church. Y'all still with me? Y'all praying, having devotion or something? Problem people. Well, them people got some baggage. Well, didn't we all? Problem people. You know what I found out? Problems, Brother Tony, are just opportunities for God to be revealed. Now, trust me, if there's anybody in this building right now that's sick and tired of problems, you're looking at it. I got up, I got up, I mean, while, while I was in, in surrounded by speckled puppies, I was, on, I was feeling no pain. I'm telling you, I, 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 there's just something about being around all that. It just, it just helps me. That, the, the chocolate cake and the puppies, they helped me this week. And I, I, I was, man, I was feeling great. I was feeling wonderful. And, and Friday night, Friday night when we was at, when we was at the, 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 the diner getting something to eat, I was thinking about what I had to do to get ready to come back home, and I started feeling it. And, and when I got in the truck uh, to come home, all the way home, I was feeling worse and worse and worse. Thinking about... And then I get home, and I'm praying. I'm, I've been reading this, and I was reading this while I was up there. And, uh, and uh, I, had, 
I had a uh, uh, Mark. I had Wilt writing my outline out for me. Wasn't that a hoot right there? I mean, uh, and I was thinking, write this right down here because he made me drive all the way. So I said, if I'm driving, you're writing. All right. And 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 I was thinking about that. And and, and you know, we get uptight about problems. I'll be in the foyer and I'll, I'll see a car come in that looks like looks like I, 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 Sanford and Son would turn it down. Say amen. I mean, it's coming, barely rolling in. I mean, doing this number here because there's that four different size tires on it, you know? Smoking all the way. I mean, you still see the smoke from the interstate. And I'm thinking, this is the first thought crossing my mind. I know I'm not spiritual on this, and I shouldn't be this way, and I know y'all are a whole lot better than I am. About Here's what I'm like. What do they want? In my mind, I don't say it out loud because I'm a pastor. You know, we're more spiritual than that. What problem do they have? You know what? It could be that God will bring people in your path with a problem. So you, who? How about we? There you go. Everybody, yeah, you, preacher, amen. <laughs> Let's say we. How about that? That's a problem right there. <laughs> Say we. we. God will bring people in your path with a problem so we can show God to them. It might be that God had done something for you kind of similar to their problem. What did Peter say? Bubba, I ain't got what you're asking for, but I sure got what you need. <laughs> You know how he did that? He had a problem. Jesus, listen, the disciples came to Jesus and said, This blind man, who sinned? Who, who messed up? Who done it? Him or his, or his, his parents? What did cause the situation? He said, Neither one. He's got a problem, so you can see I've got the answer. There, y'all should have shouted louder right there. Sometimes God will bring us a problem. God will make us face a problem so we can see how great God is in our lives. God is so big. God is so big. Where, where's, where's my sister at? Where's my sister at that was looking for a place to live? I seen her. She was here early. She in the back. Monique, can you stand up a minute? You didn't do a thing. It's what God done for you. Miss Monique came on a Wednesday night in tears. It was a Wednesday night. I believe it was a Wednesday night, wasn't it? A Wednesday night or a Sunday night? Wednesday night? A Wednesday night in tears. In tears. Preach, I don't have no place to live. I got to have some place to live. Here we go in a situation. Multitudes upon multitudes of issues and problems that surrounded this deal. And it was almost impossible. It seemed like an impossibility. I said, Miss Monique, don't freak out about this. We've got to stay cool, calm, and collected. God will make a way. When your back is against the wall, God will make a way. I don't know how, I don't know when, but God is bigger than our problem. God's bigger than that. In just a few days, a few weeks after that, she said, Preacher, I'm not going to have to rent anymore. I have found something I can buy. God is going to let me be the owner of something. Let me tell you what I was doing. 
me tell you what I was doing. I was calling people, trying to find a place to rent, trying to find, I'm trying to fix the problem. God said, I got to fix the problem. And I brought a problem to her so that I can take her from her situation and put her in something better. Now, you would shout if that was your house. If you was the one renting and it snatched from you and God gave you your own place. There's something about not having to ask somebody if you want to paint it polka dot of purple. Now, if you're renting, that's okay. It's not the end of the world. It's okay. But, boy, when God takes something from you and you think, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? I have a problem. God says I have a solution. The Bible said Jesus died before the foundations of the earth. God already had a solution before the problem of sin ever entered into the world. Whatever problem you're facing, God has a solution. But as a missionary, we need to look for people's problems. On the care team, we have a motto. We have a motto on the care team. Find. It's our job. As, as missionaries, it's our job as God's people. It's our job as church members to find a hurt and Find a need and You know why people come to church? They got problems. Most people don't just all of a sudden say, you know, I think I'm going to go to church. That don't happen. That don't happen. Most people get into a situation where they have a this man never had a problem he'd have never run into Peter and John he'd have never been laying at the gate he'd have never run into the greatest thing that ever happened to him if he hadn't had a problem preacher what are you saying the focus of a missionary is the problems of sinners don't get bent out of shape when somebody comes with, to you with a problem. It might be that God wants you to be the missionary in their life. Missionary's focus. Hey, say it with me. I need everybody's attention on this. A. Then B. The plan of salvation. Where'd that come from? Well, when the crowd saw what had happened, they run to Peter and John in amazement. He said, oh, no. I don't know what y'all are all surprised about. Don't look at us. It wasn't us. But I know who it was. Let me tell you about it. He's that one you hung on a cross that God brought back up. He was the one, listen, who could take your sins and wash them all away. Let me tell you about Jesus just a little bit. He was the prince of life who you destroyed. Listen, he was the one that God magnified. Hey, let me tell you what to do. Repent and be converted. He used the fixing of the problem to bring him to the hub of the situation, which is the plan of salvation. A problem could be a flat tire and it just give you an opportunity to share a track with somebody. A problem could be some, uh, listen, uh, an issue with a child and they come to you and say, I've got a problem with little Johnny. I don't know what's wrong with him. He's lost his mind. And, and God may let you come in and say, hey, I can help you with this thing. Let me tell you what God done for me. 
What do you think that demoniac did? He didn't go up there and preach a three-point outline. He didn't go up and act like he'd been to seminary. He went and said, let me tell you what God done for me. I was running around naked like a crazy man in one day. Nobody could fix me. Nobody could help me. I was full of the devil. Man, I tell you what, I was in a bad way. Then Jesus passed by. And let me tell you what happened when Jesus passed by. He changed my life. He changed my wardrobe. He changed my vocabulary. He changed my location. He changed my dwelling. He changed everything about me. Let me tell you what God's done for me you got a tale to tell you got a testimony if God has saved you I don't care how bad you was I don't care how good you was you have something to say me and my dad are totally opposite dad was a hell raiser he cared he, he wanted to fight he'd just soon fight that man walking in right there could testify this fact he could tell a story he's hiding because he knows I'm telling the truth Am I telling the truth about that, Brother Ronnie? He didn't care about nobody or nothing but himself. He had his friends, but I'm telling you, he wanted to fight. He didn't care. He, all he cared about was running and raging and carrying on. Then one day, God saved his soul. One day, he felt an old-time revival where a hell, fire, and brimstone little preacher was throwing down, saying, repent and be converted, because that's all they knew. They didn't have any education. All they knew that God was good, hell was hot, and heaven was wonderful, and son, they were laying it down, and he got saved that day. Never touched another drink. Never went in another bar. Thank God. Never beat on his mind. Listen, my mama, he changed forever. And he's got something to say. But you know what? Never had a cigarette in my mouth a day in my, a day in my life. Never had a cigarette in my mouth. Never been drunk a day in my life. I never, never, never been. Listen, I never hung out in bars. I never did all that kind of stuff. But you know what? My testimony is just as real as he is. Because you know church kids go to hell too? Yes, sir. Little church kids go to hell. They'll raise up. Listen, they can go to hell just like everybody else. And I tell you what, I don't care if you grew up in a bar or grew up in a church house, you need to be saved just like everybody. Amen. Boy, you got to tell to tell. Man, God's been good to me. God saved me. God help me. Man, God's been good. I'll tell you what my tale is. Let me tell you. God has been better to me than I've ever deserved. God gave me this place to worship in. Got these people to hang out with. What a God. That brings us to number three. Brother O'Neill, you prayed about that lunch yet? You prayed about it. Amen. Ain't got no direction yet, but he's praying. Amen. What was number one? Say it with me. Number two. Write this down. Number three, I want you to see the missionary in his future. The missionary in his future. Verse number, verse number 11. When you get there, say amen. Everybody's running. Everybody's running to see what's going on. Verse 11 says, And as the lame man, the crippled, who got up. As the lame man which was healed, what's the next word? Y'all jump up a minute. Peter and John. Is it that hard to imagine? 
Look here. Stand, stand facing me this way. <laughs> How about Ahab and Jezebel? Is that closer? I mean, you know. Judas? No, here we go. They're coming. Everybody's coming. Everybody's coming. They done, I mean, word's getting there. I tell you what, you let a, a show enough sinner get saved, word will get around. Well, here's what they seen when they got on the scene. This is what they seen. He was holding them. He was so thankful. Because nobody in the, in the world ever did anything for him like them too. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm trying to motivate you to be a missionary right where you're at. Because the future of a missionary, A, is this. There's friendships that are developed. Brother Tony... How, how, how long have you been going to Mexico now? Six years. Would it be would it be honest to say you got some pretty good friends down there now? Like what? Family. Say it loud. Family. Say it in this mic right here. Family. He said, just like Man, I got some cool friends in this church. I got one with a demon possessed recliner <laughs> I'm having heart problems I mean I'm having heart issues I'm having heart, I can't catch my breath I can't get no wind and, and it's only by God's grace and his anointing I'm even able to preach and, and they put me in a chair that the rock that wrestler the rock he could not get out of this chair I mean, put me right in that thing and say, oh, you got to hit it with your feet. I hit it with my foot and everything, and I, uh, 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 and they wouldn't even get up to help me. Just sat over and laughed on the couch. <coughs> Dying. I mean, I need an oxygen. I almost need a nitroglycerin again right there in that, in that recliner. But that's unbelievable friends and I, that I think the world of. You say, well, that, you know, that's through church. Now, let me tell you about one friend that if I called him right now, if I called him right now, <clears throat> he, would, he would break every law of the, of the nation to be standing beside me if he thought that I needed him. His name's Paul Allen Owens. P.A. for short. P.A. was just like my dad. Mean as the devil. He was the captain of the Barnwell County Jail. One night, we stayed in his front yard at the hood of his truck till about 3 o'clock in the morning. And he got saved. Everybody knew who he was because he was so mean. Everybody knew who he was. Everybody knew who he was. Matter of fact, I'd get little sly comments. I heard someone those go in your church. Boy, I tell you what, yeah. I said, he sure is. Sits right on the back row every service and said, Preacher, you led to him. I won't let him get out the door. Amen. But he's one of the greatest friends I have today. I'm telling you, it, financially, physically, anything, he'd beat you up for me. I'm telling you, he's just that. You know why? Because one day, I cared enough to stay to 3 o'clock in the morning till he got what he needed. And I've got one of the greatest friends for life. Some of us say, well, I don't have nobody. I don't know nobody. I don't have no friends. Maybe you need to go find some. 
Maybe if you'll just do what God's called you to do, there will be a friend waiting on you. I guarantee you, every time Peter and John came into town after that, he was welcome to supper at his house. He held them. Listen, the future of a missionary, there are friendships that are developed. Great friendships. I have great friends in this place. I mean, great friends that's just like my own family. Most of the family is not even, they're miles away from me. But they, listen, I'm closer to some here than my own family. Not only friendships that's developed than B. I want you to write this down. I want you to see the fight that's discovered. If you're going to be a missionary, it ain't going to be easy. We find out that the Pharisees and Sadducees, in chapter 4, they find out what's going on. They find out all the credit that God's getting, and they ain't. They snatch up Peter and John and beat on them and threaten them and say, don't preach in this name anymore. It didn't matter they're preaching. They just didn't want to be preaching in that name. The world doesn't care if you're religious. They don't want you to be redeemed. They don't care if you are religious. They don't care if you go to church somewhere. They just care if what you have is real and you want to help somebody else with it. Listen, some of y'all need to understand, we're not going to face what we face without a fight. Things have happened this year. In January, I preached, we're going to expect a harvest from heaven in 2007. And I tell you what, so far, all we've harvested is a bunch of hell. It has come against us like you would never believe. I, there's things that have happened this year that I never dreamed in a million years would ever happen. But boy, God sure is moving. Rich, what are you saying? Fat lady ain't sung yet. The year ain't over. The harvest ain't complete. I know the devil has fought us and fought us and fought us and fought us and fought us, and he's going to keep on fighting, but this brings us to see. I want to share one more thing with you, and we're going to dismiss. The future of the missionary, we see the friendship that's developed, then the, the fight that's discovered from chapter 4, 1 through 22, we find they're fighting and they're threatening, and they're saying, don't preach no more. And how many of y'all have felt, listen, the darts of Satan this year? The Bible says when they heard that, verse 24, they were let go and they went back to the church. In verse, in verse number 23, and being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them, all the threatenings, all the accusations. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord, and, excuse me, and said, Lord, thou art God. That's what we need to recognize. Now watch this. They begin to brag on God. They begin to brag on who he was. And as they're praying, they're saying who he is. And now they're going to ask what they need in verse 29. Now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of the holy child Jesus. And when they prayed, when they, when they the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness and the multitude of them that believed were of one heart, that's what we need in the house, one soul, neither said any of them which all the things they had possessed was his own, but they had all things common and with great power and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. 
Preacher, what is in the future of a missionary? He can expect friendships to be developed. He can expect fights to be discovered. But he can expect a force to be delivered. I'm glad we may be fighting all that hell has to offer, but I'm glad greater is in me than he that is in the world. I'm glad if we get out on our knees and get together and be together in unity and one mind and one accord and pray to God and say, God, would you move on our behalf? God, would you move on Temple Baptist Church? Would you move on the mission that we have here in this place? I'm glad God will pour His power on us. There is a great power that we can see. There's a great power that we can have. God will move on our behalf if, if we have the mindset of a missionary. God's not going to fund something that's not His will. God's not going to support something that he didn't institute. But if we fall in line and do what God has called us to do, God will move on our behalf. All God's people said amen. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your love and your mercy. I thank you for your tenderness. I thank you for your direction in this house. Lord, I don't always like problems.